But I mean, I I was at the point that like it got to the point that like it's just like too much stress you know like the running the business you know like control the staff and all that you know uh so it's it's almost like giving up and i just want to focus on the dentistry so i talked to a lot of the dso's and you know like you know what do you guys do you know why why should i sell it to you or things like that you know right but but i didn't uh because um you just lose that freedom of what you want to do Okay. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of the controls, uh, control environment um, with the DSOs, um, but I think it's more of the uh, personal person uh, personality thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some doctors uh, that, based on what I've seen from the associates, you know, some doctors, you know, they they just don't know how to manage. Okay. They're good at dentistry, but they just don't they don't have like inter personal uh the people skill to or work under stress things like that okay uh people go into dso and i've seen that like a lot of the offices that i've seen now uh is um they're about to retire but then they don't want to sell it you know i mean they can't sell it you know here's them right 2009 is when we built your office, your first yeah. office. Uh-huh. So Dr. how are things? Why I have are you questions for you. I have, yeah. I mean, since that day, there's so much that happened. And I feel I like I have so many stories in my head. Yeah. And I was telling my wife this morning, I said, this is like. Wife, you didn't have wife before. Yeah, wife, the kid, I have a three months old. But it's like. Oh. I feel like I have so many stories in my head and I don't know uh-huh. I, I no longer know if they're true or not. Uh, so like, I really want to dive in and, and yeah. we only have an hour, but I'll try to uh-huh. use as much as possible. Yeah. Hold on a second here. Yeah. I'm calling Nancy. Huh? Say hi. Huh? Yeah. So, so what's the, wow. 14 years, 14, years. 14 years ago. Exactly. 14 years ago. Wow. And you were almost out of dental school, right? 2009. Uh, no, I was out 2007 and then I was, uh, I was out two years just working as an associate, you know? Okay. And then, uh, you know, like when the whole, the, the bubble thing, you know, yeah. that started and then I was brave enough to do my own practice. <laughs> right. Right. At that and point, you, there were not many people building, right? Yeah, no. And then you were like the first company that approached, and you know that's how yeah. we all started, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I, if I remember correctly, you had Jason ACOA and Jim Andrews, the two more proposals that you had. Yeah, yeah. Huh? So yeah, and sometimes I wonder how. Why did you pick me? I don't know. Like I, I, I wanted to go with the younger guy, you know. So you know, I think you're more energetic. Uh, yeah. Jim's been in business for, I mean, long time, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then ACOA, like, I didn't hear a lot of good reputation, you know? So, yeah. uh, and then at that time, it was a Millwood. So, Millwood is like now huge now. That they, yeah. It's called Apex Construction now. Yes. So yeah. they, they pretty much took over the whole dental industry, you know? Uh, and then, so I, I closed. I, I moved from my old location, from uh, my old one, to a new location uh, about three years ago because my yeah, business I, was up. Yeah. Oh, really? 
yeah, my lease was up. And then, uh, you know, the, the landlord, like, I couldn't expand. I couldn't do anything, you know. So I moved to a existing location here. And then Jim Andrews, he did all my updates because okay. the seagull's gone. <laughs> right. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's sad. Uh -huh. <laughs> but then this is the first story that I tell myself and I tell people, I don't know if it's true or not. When you and I were sitting down and you asked me a question, you said, Tiger, why would I work with you? And yeah. I and I think I told you something along the lines that I've never built a dental office. Yeah, you did this, the uh, optometry office. Yeah, yeah, and I said, this would be my first dental office and that's why you should work yeah. with me because I'll sleep here if I need to. Yeah, uh-huh. So, like so it'll that. be your first one. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I assume at the time that like, you know, you're gonna that's your reputation that you're gonna start with. So you know, you want to build an office that's like really like shines, you know. Right. So right. we did and good. It, yeah, and it did. did. It did. It was amazing. Yeah. But it's yeah. like I, I want to give you a lot of credit for that because a lot of people would would be the opposite. They would be scared to work with a guy who is young and never built a dental office, and yeah, you didn't. You're like no let's go yeah so but I really you know like I, I i saw that confidence in you so i didn't really i didn't doubt you you know yeah. everything on time everything was good you know so yeah and i think we got lucky too because you had such an incredible team of people uh you know from equipment uh that was ken Ken right? Moore, Ken, yeah and more dental yeah whole dental mm -hmm. that doesn't exist anymore the whole dental a lot then, of them are gone yeah millwood was doing the cabinetry yeah right uh -huh. so like i mean if i would be by myself without these people it would be hard yes but yes. like i uh -huh. learned so much from millwood like they came in and yeah. they laid out the space uh -huh. and ken came in and he was there every day to help yeah. us uh -huh. it was incredible yeah I, I think i think that's the thing but now I don't even know how do how they do nowadays, you know. But yeah. but uh, Jim's been great with the um, you know the whole process when I moved here. So Jim is a good guy. Yeah, yeah I, he's a he's a really nice yeah. Guy. I didn't mind him at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So three years ago, you were in that location uh, for almost nine, no, ten years, nine almost. and a half years, almost nine, nine and a half. half years, and then I was almost done with the lease. And then we were negotiating with a couple spots next door. And then they said that they'll move out, they'll relocate because, like, we had a hearing aid uh, place right next to it. That's about like a thousand square foot, you know. So I could put like two more chairs and things like that. Uh, and then we negotiated for almost like four months, five months. And then they backed out at the end. Oh wow! So, yeah, and then uh, the the landlords there, and then they offer me like much bigger space. It's like almost like four thousand square foot. Oh wow! Yeah, so I had to rebuild it again. You know, so I have to forget the corner. Yeah, so we had to rebuild it in a shame shopping mall, and then the budget came out like one point two million to build it. Oh my god! Yeah, so I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Wow. Not yeah so because it's like four thousand square foot all the plumbings all the chair everything you know so that was like nah it's not worth it you know so that's yeah. why uh i don't know if you know remember barb the realtor yeah yeah yes yeah. yes huh yeah so i told her like find the office that the existing office that's about 25 to three thousand square foot you know yeah but luckily uh we found one here because um this was a formal clear choice location okay 
Yes. Uh -huh. And then they moved out to a bigger location. So like, it was a perfect size for me. So I'm like, okay, let me move in there. That's uh, amazing. The lease was like a little bit earlier. So I had to early termination and then uh, we moved here. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. Were you were you concerned about that uh, somebody else will take your old place? Uh, oh, of course people are going to take the space. Uh -huh. It's already somebody else's uh, dentistry. It's already there. Yeah. So, uh, but I didn't, I didn't really care because, you know, I worked there for 10 years, you know, doing a general dentistry. But I told myself once I come to a, this location, you know, I'm going to completely do different marketing. Oh. You know? Yeah. So, and then different procedures, you know, like, you know, you know, like I do like very, uh, I'm a prosthodontist. Right. So exactly. By trade, you're very complex, Yeah. Complex cases. So that's why I do that. So I didn't really care who comes in or not because I, I know that as soon as I come here, I'm going to, do different marketing, you know, uh, different method of just getting patients in. Yes. That is fascinating. So it's almost like you, you work for 10 years as a general dentist. You're like, uh, just to build it, you know, right? to, to do whatever I need to do, you know, but yeah. I was building the reputation. My, I would say seven, eighth year, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of going great. Uh, and then once I'm taking I got, on bigger cases, right? Like I'm sure yeah, you had a lot of yeah. bigger cases. Uh -huh. So right now, I would say 80, 90% is a patient referral from other dentists. Uh -huh. Nice. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not doing a whole lot of general dentistry. So, so no cleanings. Uh, I mean, like, you know, once in a while, like the schedule, you know, like I have to accommodate the patient. I do it, but right. uh, yeah, most of the times I, you know, like surgeries and larger cases and, you know, so. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I mean, that was my original goal to begin with, you know, but I know right. that you can't do that from the beginning, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. So where uh, you have a lot of patience. It seems like you're, you're very, very patient. Was there anything when, when you're a child that, that helped you get that patience? Like, is there anything that your parents did that you can kind of point back and say, maybe that was helpful? Uh, it's a different cultural background because my mm -hmm. parents are in Korea. Uh, so mostly they deal with the Korean uh, patients, but I hardly see any Korean patients. Uh, mm -hmm. Like here, you know, like in U.S., there's a very multicultural, you know. So, so their feedback, you know, it's more like like my mom helped me a lot with like uh, with the how to deal with the staff, for example, like things like that, you know. But with the patients, I had to do it all myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but I went to a lot of like, like seminars, like con with the consulting companies. You know, like yeah, did yeah. a lot of the studies with them. You know, I hired them. You know, they analyze it. You know, they so they so that they kind of develop that my my own skill level as I go. So yeah, that's amazing. Because like I'm I'm trying to make sure that when, you know, even though my daughter's like what three months. I'm trying to make sure that she is uh, like, I don't miss that patience part. Right. So like, I feel like I'm an immigrant too. So it's easier for me to be more patient because that's what we come from. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I, I, and I don't see that in a lot of people, like a lot of people want it today and no matter what, like it needs to happen. But like I said, you, even when we built the office, you were very patient with me as well. Like you were very patient with the process. Uh, when we I opened, didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's I, didn't, I didn't really know. I just like, <laughs> yeah. I just followed the flow with, uh, you know, I mean, I learned like at that time, like I didn't really know a lot of things. So I, I was depending on, you know, people like you or Ken, 
the Pete from Millwood, you know, like yeah. all those guys, you know. So yeah. they've done it before, but but at, but the amazing thing was, you know, but now it's all in a one one shop, you know. But before yeah. it was like it's like you have to get this guy, you have to get this guy, and yeah, it's just yeah. all mixed, you know, like yeah, together everybody. You know, yeah, but I think you did a good job, you know, gather everybody in to, you know, get the office going. So yeah, and that, and I think that was that was the model after your office. That was the model that we've learned that if we, because I, I I mean you since your office was the first dental office, and another thing that was interesting, you probably don't know this, um, when you signed the contract, I think it was like one hundred sixty thousand, if I'm not mistaken. I can, yeah, somewhere around there. Yes. Yeah. And so then you asked me a question about deposit and I was like, and I looked at you with big eyes. I'm like, what's the deposit? Cause all my previous jobs, they were never deposits. <laughs> and so, and then you're like, all right, send me an invoice for deposit. I'm like, okay, I go home and I'm sitting and I'm thinking, all right, I'll send you like $15,000 deposit. Yeah, yeah. And I was freaking out. Like you will call me well, back. Because I think the bank told me that like, you know, before you do the construction, you know, you yeah. To put the down payment, you know, like any big case you do, you know, it was just like, that is a, you know, yeah. like when I do these big cases, I always tell the patient that you need to put thirty percent down. Yeah, you know? just get the case going. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And imagine so. and imagine this. I'm sitting and I send an invoice to you. You forward that invoice to Greg Pinkerton at Bank of America. So yes. yes. Then the next day, I get the money. Uh huh. Oh, they were Wire, good. Yeah. It was wired to my. But but Dr. Hun, like, just think about it. We're in 2009. Economy is down the toilet. And we're in construction and we get paid the next day. I freaked out. I called Greg. I was like, Greg, <clears throat> may I talk to you? He's like, of course. So there's something happened. I think by accident, I received the wire from Bank of America for Dr. Jun Han. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, there must be a, an issue. He's like, what's the issue? I said, well, how is it possible that the next day I get the payment? He's like, Tiger, you're probably new to dentistry. I'm like, I'm very new. This is my first project. He's like, if we approved the dentist for the loan for half a mil, what was the average back then? He's like, literally, they can write us on a napkin to pay this guy and we'll wire the money. We don't care. The next day. And I was like, holy wow. So I called my subs that same day. And I was like, guys, all we're going to do is dentistry. That's it. Uh, That's all. Like, I, there's just no point uh -huh. in doing anything else. And so we focus just on dental offices. And, and that's how I built the business because every project we would send an invoice we get paid the next day and all my subs love it that's how we didn't have any change orders from subcontractors because i was the only guy that they work for that would uh -huh. pay the next day yeah it's incredible uh -huh. so yeah it was it was amazing that's how that's how we built this yeah yeah and, and and the model the model that we learned from you was we need to get everything together so like design construction all of it like it yeah. needs to be together like we so then all the other projects later we had a designer working with us to make sure that if you have a vision we first talk sketch it out build a 3d model and then we actually end up building it and so that mm -hmm. was that was very very helpful yeah i know when we did that remember we did the second office it was like a couple years after for your wife Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, my yeah. ex now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so that was I. Like, I think that's the time that you were trying to do everything. You know, try to. Yeah. Use, then I was a little bit stubborn. You know, I remember like, well, I'll stick with the Millwood. I still like my old way. Yes. Of, you know, like yeah, your old know, people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Huh? It's and, then did, uh, and then you did to my friend's office, Sam, huh? Dr. Shin. Oh, my God. Star, yes. Uh -huh. He was awesome. Yes. Huh? So that yeah. one, uh, you, you told me that you did the whole thing. The whole thing. Project, yes. Huh? Yeah. So I need to circle back with him. I do miss him, too. Like, yes. he is he is such a great yeah. person to work with. Uh -huh. And I think he traveled from downtown. They they drive, they drive. drove pretty much yes. every day uh, to the I, job I, site. I know they still do that, but like I, I know they still live in downtown, I think. I'm pretty sure, you know? Could but, be, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so he's there. He's still there. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. And uh -huh. and he didn't want to build like corporate style or anything. He just still by himself, right? He probably yeah. has an uh -huh. associate, but it's like it's a very small, tight office that he built. Uh -huh. Yeah. But now he expanded it, so now they have the uh, ortho. The, oh. He, yeah. He moved. Uh, he expanded to the next door, so now like the whole ortho bay. Uh, like I think like four or five chairs of ortho base there. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, everybody evolves, you know. Like when when things gets busy and you know you do good things, you know, for the patients, you know, then you know you evolve, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did Did you know that I ended up selling Seagull? Yes. Uh -huh. I yeah. yeah. And then I I don't know who you sell it to, but uh, I think that was a good move. To be honest, you know, mm -hmm. and then you know you you sold that in the height of the, uh, you know when the seagull was like you know epitome of like when everybody yeah. was doing it, you know. Yeah. But I I don't think they exist anymore, right? No, I mean, unfortunately, I, it's yeah, so sad. Uh -huh. Yeah, we I built it up. So I think what happened is 2014. I uh I I, I have these aspirations to build seagull into like this nationwide dental design build company. Uh -huh. And then I, I found a company in Texas that did that. And so I reached out to the guy and I flew out to meet him in Dallas. And we talked for about a day and um, he, his advice was don't do it. He's like, it's just too difficult and you're going to get sued all the time if you build a construction company nationwide. So he's like, you can hire people, and, and, but your margins are small and you get sued all the time. He's like, so why would you do it? And on my flight back, it's like, you know, it's one of those things. And as an immigrant for me, it's like when, whenever I see the ceiling, I don't want to do it. Like, that's why I love America is there's no ceiling, right? So like where I came from, there's always a ceiling. Even, even if you don't see it, there's there. So to me, it was kind of like that ceiling. And, I, and I, on my flight back, I put a plan together on what do I need to do to sell the business? Mm -hmm. And so, and I said, there are two projects that I really want to do before I sell. And it's exactly what happened. So there were two projects, one pediatric office in Barrington, I think, and then one high-end um, cosmetic office in downtown. Both doctors came uh, to us. I knew them from before. We started working, but both doctors came and said, we don't have a budget. We know what you built. We trust that you will do the right job. So like you already hired. So go do things the way you do it. And and they just they had so much trust into what we were doing. Sure. It was uh -huh. like incredible. And these were my two last projects that we built. Same thing on time on budget. We finished on time, but I'm just very proud of it. Like th these two flagship products. But then I sold. Like I I transitioned for about a year uh, into 2015. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, it was great. I didn't sell it for a lot of money, but it allowed me to start the second business, which I really wanted to do. I started playing with that idea. Uh, uh -huh. late 2015 <clears throat> and then you did that with that what's that thing the the zen zen supply yeah mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. How did that go? Is it still, you're still doing it or? It's still, like? it's kicking, right? It's incredible well, too. So the idea started, my friend, Scott Goldman, he's a pediatric dentist. So he had 12 offices at that time and we would meet and talk and he would always complain about supplies, always. And so then I sold the business and I had literally nothing to do. Um, and I said, look, can I go to your office and just spend the time at your office? Sure. So I go to his office and I literally just like spent time walking around for about a week. And then I, I, and I noticed that one guy was using sticky notes, yellow sticky notes and writing notes on it all the time. And so he ended, I mean, he's the dental assistant that was in charge of ordering. And then I asked him, I said, Christina, what are you doing? I'm placing orders. Okay. So I said, what if I find you software that does it for you? He's like, okay. So I did, I brought it to him. He didn't like any of it. And we asked the team around, they're like, it's all garbage. So then we did the prototype, the clickable buttons prototype. Uh, I came back and they liked it. And so then I went back to Scott and I said, Scott, this is interesting. Like I'll put my own money, I'll build it, but I just need to know that you're gonna sign up and use it if I build this. He's like, sure, I actually will need this because it does solve the problem for us. And so I put my money, hired the team in 2000, late 2015. And by April 2016, it was ready to go. And I went to his office and they signed up. And that's how we took off. Ah. Well, you always do uh, innovative things. You I'm know? trying to. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to solve problems. Like, that's all I'm trying to do is yeah, not, not much good. like, yeah. But it's interesting. Uh, and then since then, it's just been uh you know dealing with now all these suppliers like henry shine and patterson and banquets mm -hmm. all these people that i knew from the construction world all of a mm -hmm. sudden i'm doing this stuff so it's it's fascinating yeah so where do you where are you located now austin texas oh okay yeah yeah oh i moved uh i moved 2021 uh oh, right before COVID. right after right after, right after. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah, right after COVID. And then I got married uh, 2022. It's almost a year. Okay. So in a couple of weeks, it would be a year since I got married. And uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Oh, now Austin's a very, it's a Texas, but very liberal, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, yeah, so yeah. That's good. It, that's good. Uh -huh. It's a fascinating mix, but uh, it's the city where everybody gets along. So like. That's good. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's also easy to to fly. Uh, I do have a lot of travel okay. with this business, so I constantly I try to go to all the offices that use Zen. Uh, but I think the most important part is um, there's a lot of talent here. So like okay. finding people uh, to hire, it's not 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 an issue. Like everybody's is pretty pretty eager to work, and so it's it's a good place. Awesome, awesome. How many people you have now? Twenty one. 21 wow that's a lot of people that's yeah good it is a lot what? yeah for this kind of business and again i think what's fascinating again i i don't know how to say this enough but i'm very very grateful to you because i think if it wasn't your office i don't know if i would be in a dentistry but it's it's been dentistry has been my industry since your office i it's all i did that's all i know i know yeah right, right? so like yeah. it's, huh? it's like imagine how you affected the course of my life by, oh. by no i'm literally i mean it like i really yeah. mean it it's like now it's dentistry and when it like investors and people i talk to when they ask me like why dentistry and i'm like this is this one guy <laughs> one guy that's all well i'm glad that i did that for you okay yeah so, yeah i'm uh i mean even that 
old office, you know, like I, I, every time I pass by with the uh, new doctors there, you know, it just, you know, it's solid. Everything is solid, you know, yeah. nothing, no issues, nothing for 14 years, 15 years there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, just like as we just having this conversation, how, um, how do you look at like with your practice you're building your own practice uh -huh. how do you just overall like next five years or ten years like how do you plan how do you look at the future well you know i'm i'm like the when i started my office the 2009 my, my tenure plan was you know an office that i can really work as a prosthodontist where i get referrals you know i don't have to do like 20, 30 patients a day, you know, I don't work like a general dentist. So, so that phase I already achieved it. Okay. And that was so your 10 year plan. Uh, yeah, that was my 10 year plan. Uh -huh. So, so my next project that I'm doing is the, uh, I'm trying to be a mentor for a lot of the younger, uh, dentists. Okay. Uh, right now the education level with the, um, at the university level, uh, at the, the the dental school level, is very big lack on a lot of things. Okay, interesting. Uh, like for example, like business side of it, you know, or how to do any uh, specific cases, or you know, placing implants and things like that. They lack of it, right? So uh, lately, I've been doing a lot of lectures with the implant company that I worked with for many, many years. Okay, so I try to get like a lot of the younger doctors uh, motivate huh, to do not just like simple stuff. There's a lot more to offer than just mm -hmm. you know. So, so, so I'm so actually so I'm opening a second office uh, about ten miles from here. So. So hiring the newer doctors, you know, not like established doctors, you know, like but the newer doctors. So it's like, cause I know what I went through, you know. I so like when I came out, like there's like nothing, you know. Nothing. Like, you know, there was like nothing that like, like you know, like you thought you could get mentor from somebody, but it's almost impossible, you know. Or consultants that hire yeah, all the all the consultants who doesn't know anything, right? Right. Right. That happened too. Oh, I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, like I, I've been through that process. So I'm trying to help these younger doctors, you know, hire younger doctors, you know, just kind of show them like, Hey, you know what? I know that you got a lot of loans to pay for, but then at the same time, you know, like you have to make a choice in your life, you know, like you want to work for DSO and then just like burnt out in a couple of years and you hate doing dentistry. You know, hey, maybe at the beginning it might be slow, but you know, you built that relationship with the patient, you built that reputation as you go, you know. Right. But they don't have any money and resources to do it, you know. So that's where I come in. You know, so I built the office for them, uh, and then just hire them and then just kind of like, you know, work there, you know. Yeah. But I, I'll guide you, you know, I can coach you a lot of different things, you know, like how to talk to the patient business part of it on all the procedural part of it you know so so that's my kind of my next five-year project so hopefully i have like maybe in five by the time i'm 60 i have about four or five offices so then i have a network of doctors that i you know work with you know right they can depend on and then you know and then after that like by the time i 
you know, uh, what is that? The retired, and you know, they they take the ownership of each office. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, so I try to kind of create that opportunity. You know, that so. the 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 opportunity that you wish you had when you were younger. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I didn't have that. You know, I always right. worked for like. You know all this like big public gate office see 30 40 new patients a day or you know uh you go there and then you know like everything is just like mumble and jumble like in a different office you know like i didn't want to it was just a bad experience right know? like right. so i mean it still exists you know don't get me wrong you know but but like i said i'm trying to create that opportunity for a younger dentist you know so i'm going to show them like you know, this is a really good career to go with. You know, right? Do you think, um, just to just to from the other side, do you think working at the DSO, besides the negative of like burning out and stuff, do you think that was helpful to go through you know forty patients a day, like at the, you know, Medicaid office to get that skill to get the hand, you know? Uh, yes and no. Yes mm -hmm. and no, because it's like. You have to understand that, you know, uh, quality of care is really not there when you see that many patients. Okay. Yeah. You know, hey, maybe uh, you're doing fast and then, you know, like you can do things faster. But the quality of care that you provide to the patient, you know, maybe lack. Okay. Well, maybe like some, it's everybody's different. So I'm not going to like really bashing on DSOs, you know. Right, right. But most of the people that I've talked to is like the quality of care. They're so stressed. Constant an issue with uh, staff. Constant an issue with the management. You know, um, it's a good way to start, okay. But at the same time, if you doing that first, you know, year or two, okay, then it becomes a habit, okay. Yeah. So when these doctors come out in a private practice and try to do the thing, you know, that's all they know. Yeah, you know I mean? that's yeah. all they know. Then you have to they learn know. the bad skills. Yeah, so they learn the bad skills, or you know, maybe they're 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 good, you know. But but you built that habit, and then you try to come out and do different things. But then you always go back to the habit, right? Yeah, you know, it's a yeah. really hard to break that habit. Yeah, you know what I mean, so so that's the kind of things that I saw. I mean, I I had a couple of associates that worked for me uh, that came from the DSO. It just a lot of the things that I notice is uh, like the com conversing with the patient, communications, and things like that. Yeah, they they can do things faster, but is it a top quality work? You know, I can't judge that. You know, like right. you know, a lot of times like I don't really judge on the quality of the work that they do. But the way that they talk to the patient, you know, the way that they communicate, all that, it really lacks because I, I don't have time to, you know, listen to the patient and I communicate that. Right. Uh, and then, you know, like give the solution to the patient. They don't have that because you come in and then boom, 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 and then you're done and then you move to the next. So they didn't really develop that skill. And then so, so sometimes I try to kind of break that habit and then try to go back, you know, hey, and then I try to coach you. Yeah, they, they do it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. But then they go back to the same habit again. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So so that's the that's that was the sad part for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now they're so used to that, you know. Like I, I mean, I'm sure there are some exceptions, but most of the people that I dealt with with the associates, that was the that was the issue.
So that's why, like, I, I, I really want to hire somebody, you know, like with the new office, like very untamed <laughs> associates. Right, right. You know, it's just like a white canvas so that I can kind of like, you know, I'm not saying my ways is right, you know, but I, I want to show them that, you know, there's a much better way to do this. Right, um, yeah. right. It's fascinating. Uh-huh. So. I listened to um, the dental podcast. I think it's called Bulletproof. There are two doctors, uh, Dr. Peter and Dr. Craig. They they talk about something interesting in dentistry. Um, like they're they're very pro private practice, and and over the years I've built this philosophy that my products and what I'm involved in this is I want to help the industry to push back this. DSO movement as far away as much as possible because I, th I think that there's so much beauty. And what I stand for personally as an immigrant, this American dream thing is about private office ownership, right? Being uh -huh. able to own an office. Yeah. So it, it just aligns with my personal values. And, and I hear these guys on the podcast talk a lot about what values, what, why private offices would even go for DSOs. And they mentioned things like, um, you know, dealing with staff or dealing with supplies and dealing with um, like, uh, the business side of things, because as a dentist, you just want to do dentistry and go home. Like, what do you see? Like, what's your take on why people even go that route? And and what what why do people go do? into the private practice route? DSO route. Like, why people DSO sell route? to DSO? Yeah, um, or, or even work for DSO or sell to DSO. Well, I mean, I I was at the point that like it got to the point that like it's just like too much stress. You know, like the running the business. You know, like control the step and all that you know uh so it's it's almost like giving up and i just want to focus on the dentistry so i talked to a lot of the dso's and you know like you know what do you guys do you know why why should i sell it to you or things like that you know right but but i didn't uh because um you just lose that freedom of what you want to do okay okay uh there's a lot of the controls uh, control environment um, with the DSOs, um, but I think it's more of the uh, personal person uh, personality thing. Okay, mm -hmm. um, there's some doctors uh, that, based on what I've seen from the associates, you know, some doctors, you know, they it, they just don't know how to manage. Okay, they're good at dentistry, but they just don't they don't have like interpersonal uh, the people skill to or work under stress and things like that okay uh people go into dso and i've seen that like a lot of the offices that i've seen now uh is um they're about to retire but then they don't want to sell it you know i mean they can't sell it you know or uh, the, the value is not there to sell for enough or value's not there, or they have to update so much, or yeah, other, so they don't like want to invest anything. For example, so the younger doctors they don't want to buy it, okay? Because before I do my second office, you know, I looked at all the other offices in the market, and then I go there, and I mean, it's so outdated. Uh, chairs are twenty years old. Compressors are like it's about to break down. You know, so when you walk into that kind of office, you know, like the younger kids are they used to? Even all the dental schools are so nice and brand and shiny. You know, right? When they go into the old office and they like they don't want to buy it, okay? right? Because like you have to put so much money into it. You know, so so all these older doctors, you know, who can't sell like or 
I heard that there's so many are closing or, you know, if they have enough chairs, then they sell it to DSOs, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but as a, as a younger doctor to who, you know, I, I've, and then I also seen some doctors who are very successful and then go into the DSO, okay? I think it's more of the, like, the big capital that you can get from them, you know? And then, you know, they, they already passed the phase of dentistry that were like, ah, I've done enough. You know, so I can just enjoy my life just doing dentistry, you know, doing, you know, make the quotas, you know, I don't mind working for somebody else, you know. I, I've seen so many different kinds, okay? Interesting. Yeah. So, but, you know, like, you know, like when you look at the medical world. Oh, my God. It, it's all, it's like 99%, you know, taken over. Right. By big groups. Okay. So I can see that it's coming to dentistry, okay? I, I definitely see that in the dentistry. When it comes to like when they're doing like a general dentistry and all that, you know. But even uh, even like my specialty prosthodontics, like look at Clear Choice, for example. I mean, right. they're spending crazy, you know? So it's the, uh, so how can I compete financially marketing and all that against the DSO you know I can't That's a, yeah I, I, don't, I don't have that capital so yeah but so how can you compete though how can you compete yeah well I mean well I have my own theory okay <laughs> but as a, as a young doctor who wants to own a practice and all that running you know and then you're just like I you want to do certain things in a certain way but you can't get you know certain things so then and then you you have to compete with these big corporations you know yeah you don't have the resource for it you don't have the budgets for it. you like so so i think that's the probably the reason that most people just give into it you know right because in order to survive you have to sell the practice but i'm in a little bit different uh position you know because there aren't that many prosthodontists who owns a private practice okay okay so even um so only way that they can get the prosthodontic services is through people like me or they have to go to the university okay okay so i'm like so i'm in a really little bit better position than other general dentists ideas like you know like doing general things okay right right because you know, like I market myself as a prosthodontist and then I market myself, you know, like do things that you don't want to do. Okay. So, so amazingly, sometimes I get a referrals from Aspen Dental. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's how my, I got my names out. So, so it, it just like, I, I was very, I, I did really smart marketing by instead of marketing myself as a, I'm a dentist, you know, I only market towards the Dent, uh, other dental offices, right? Yeah? I don't right. market to general public. I market right. myself to the. So that's why I'm in a little bit different position. Yeah, okay? yeah. Because I'm more like a like we call it like a niche marketing, okay? right? You know. So if you're in that, then that works, right? Okay? I I know there are some doctors in L.A. or you know New York. They do the niche marketing. All they do is just veneers, right? Okay? DSO, the doing veneers in a DSO office is not probably like profitable. Right, okay? right. You know? So it's a it's a good point I think you are making is that uh, even if you're opening up a general practice, yeah, 
doing what DSOs don't want to do. Yes. It might be a good strategy. Yes. Or picking specific thing. Like it could be one thing that you can excel on. And I, I mean, it could be anything. I've seen an office in San Antonio with, with alcohol in the waiting room, right? So that's the thing. You uh -huh. know, yeah, I heard whiskey. that in Texas. Yes. Right. Get the whiskey, get the bourbon. You know, that's uh -huh. your thing. You will never see it at an Aspen, <laughs> right? So like or Heartland, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So no. like whatever, whatever the thing is, but I, I do agree with you. There is a way to compete. Yes. Uh -huh. Right. So like if you if do you, the same thing as what DSO does, you can't win. Okay? Right. So you have to find a way that how am I going to differentiate myself? Uh, you know, or what is my target audience that I am going after? Exactly. Okay. You can't, you know, my target audience is like doing general dentistry, profi, and things like that. You know, then you can't win against all these like, big offices, right? Because they right. have the support staff, you know, insurance coordinator, treatment coordinator, like they, they have all that powers. You can't, you don't have that. So, so, so that's, that's why I went, I, I could really study like a niche marketing. Okay. Right. Because there's always a group of people looking for that specific thing, you know, or a specific person who does that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that I think if you do that, then I think you you as a private practitioner can definitely, you know, it can be successful. You know, so that's amazing. Let's yeah. let let's end here because I know you're gonna have to go back to to patients and maybe yes. catch uh -huh. a little lunch. Yeah. I really appreciate it, Doctor Han. I really yes. wanted to catch uh -huh. up and um, yeah, I look forward to yeah. I'll I'll uh, ever you know if I ever go to Austin, I'll look for you because like yeah I yeah have like a process meeting uh like this October or next year. So so we'll, like I'll, I'll check it out. But uh, definitely. definitely yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, if you can come a day early, I'll take you to local spots. Like I yeah. pretty much know Austin really well now. Okay, like, good. <laughs> definitely we're gonna go around and, and yes. have some good food. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Han. It was oh, awesome. I think yeah, I really, really I'm just yeah. Uh-huh. You you know that there's one person that's super grateful to you uh, for the rest of my life and my entire family. Oh, thank you. Just, thank just you. Know well, I'm grateful for you too. You know, like like you did an amazing job with my first office and then a lot of compliments when I opened the practice, you know. That's awesome. You, you know, you don't know how many people visited my office to just copy what we did. <laughs> really? So. That's incredible. Uh -huh. That's so okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Dr. Hans. Right. It's a great pleasure. to chat with you. All right. Thank Take you. care. Okay. Bye. Bye bye.